everybody. How's everybody doing? Great. Good, good. Good to see y'all's faces. Um, before we get started, let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We magnify you. We adore you. We love you. You are wonderful and so good. Thank you for being the great God that you are. I ask, Lord, that you just take control. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. And I ask, Lord, that you would just lead me and guide me in this message today. We don't ever want to do anything without you. Lead the way so we can follow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. So, pop quiz. What is today? Palm Sunday. Does anybody know what Palm Sunday is? Use the mic so we can all hear you. It's when Jesus um, entered into Jerusalem and like everyone was like really rejoiceful. So like they took like palm trees or palm leaves and like awesome stuff like that. Good job, good job, good job. Did you guys hear her answer? I don't know if she was loud enough. Okay. Yes, you're absolutely right. So for those who didn't hear, Palm Sunday is <clears throat> when Christ is coming to Jerusalem and um, people were so happy that he was coming and just adoring him. And so they have all these palm leaves and they're putting it before him and he's riding a donkey, it's a whole thing. Um, but it's such a memorable time and it's important that as believers we know why it's memorable i think quite honestly i think um because you know we say palm sunday and then we have the palm leaves but i feel like a while ago i didn't realize that you know <laughs> okay what i'm trying to say here is Sometimes we're just used to doing things. We know it's Palm Sunday, so we bring out the palm leaves, but nobody knows why, you know what I mean? So it's just good for us to make sure we go through the scripture um, and talk about Palm Sunday, make sure we understand why we celebrate Palm Sunday and the significance of it. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, all right, so first and foremost, in case you guys didn't know, I just recently learned this. Palm Sunday is also commonly known as the triumphal, triumphal, that weird sounds so, it, the word is weird to me. <laughs> I'm used to saying triumphant, triumphal entry, okay? So whenever you hear that, people are referring to Palm Sunday, right? When Jesus entered into Jerusalem. So I want us all to turn our Bibles to Luke, Luke chapter 19.
Luke chapter 19, verse 28. <clears throat> Can I have a volunteer read from <clears throat> 28 to 44? Anybody willing to read? Get the mic. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew through, drew near to Beth Page, is that how you pronounce it? No idea. <laughs> and Bethany at the mount that is called Ol Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, "Go into the village in front of in front of you, where on entering you will find a coat tied on which no one has ever yet sat." Untie it and bring bring it here. If anyone asks you why you're untying it, you shall say this: The Lord has has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found found it, just as he had told them. And as they were untying the coat, its owner said to them, "Why are you untying the coat?" And they said, "The Lord has need of it." And they brought it to Jesus. And, they, and throwing throwing their cloaks on the cloak on the coat, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near already on the way down to Mount of Olives, the the whole multitude of the of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God. God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, "Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest." And some of the Pharisee, Pharisees in the crowd said to him, "Teacher, rebuke your disciples." He answered, I'll tell you if they were silent. They are very stone cold. So their very stones will cry out. Amen. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So one significant thing about this um this event, right? is that we see it recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in all the books of the gospel. And so it tells us that this was a very, very, very important time, right? And that's why we see that all the disciples recorded it. And it's actually pretty much identical <laughs> in like all the, in all the books. Um, so for those who are taking notes, I'll just go ahead and tell you that um, you'll see the same passage in Matthew chapter 21. Matthew 21, verse 1 to 12, sorry, 1 to 11. Matthew 21, 1 to 11. And then we see it in Mark chapter 11. Start over from the very beginning. Matthew 21. 1 to 11. Mark 11, 1 to 11. Okay, Mark 11, 1 to 11. And then we have our Luke that we're reading now. Luke 19, verse 28 to 44. Luke 19, 28 to 44. And then we have John chapter 12. John 12, verse 12 to 19. 
John 12, 12 to 19, okay? I challenge you guys to just go home and read them all. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Anyway, so we see this event in all the books, or not, books of the gospel, right? And so because of that, we know that this is very, very important. Um, so I just have three points that I want us to kind of maybe talk a little bit about. I think that is important for us to, to I guess, pull from, right, this, this, this event that happened. So the first thing is that we see in this event, Christ claims his rightful place as the prophesied Messiah and King. Okay? That's the first point. So if you're taking notes, this time, this event is significant because Christ, this is his first time claiming his rightful place as the prophesied Messiah and King. Okay? Let me know if you need me to repeat anything. Um, I'm really trying my hardest not to be distracted by those. I <laughs> just feel like they're so loud. Anyway, so um, do you guys, I don't know if you guys fully remember, right? But we know according to scripture, Jesus did all kinds of miracles. Yeah, we remember all these miracles. Are there some miracles you guys remember? Just off the top of your head, what are some things you remember that Jesus did? Just shout them out. Yeah, like miracles he did. Yep, he raised the girl from the dead. Yep, he fed the 5,000. Good job. What else? He did what? He healed somebody's eye. Yeah, he, he, the, yeah, he healed someone's blindness. What else? Good job, the demon-possessed man, yes. Awesome, yes, 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 uh-huh. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a miracle, but I guess it was a miracle. <laughs> he saved the woman from being stoned, yeah. Oh yeah, they already said that, 5,000, yep, good job. He fed the 5,000, uh-huh. Oh yes, the lady who touched the hem of his garment, yeah, and she was healed of her um, issue of blood. Um, yes, in the back. Ooh, yes, calmed the storm and walked on water. Good job. Any other ones? I'm trying to think too. I'm sure there are several. Um, oh, good. Say that again? No one was ever ridden? Okay. Are you talking about the donkey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, yep, good job. Yes, Lazarus, he brought Lazarus back to life. So, as we see, oh, is there something else somebody else wanted to say? Somebody burning to just share one? <laughs> 
All right, anyway. Okay, so yes, you guys did very, very well. Um, Christ did all kinds of miracles, right? Um, and if we read closely in scripture, we see that especially in the beginning, oh, you guys, what was the very first miracle he did? It was at a wedding. Good job, good job, ding, 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 ding. All right, y'all are awesome. Um, okay, so we see that in this time, right, when he's just going from place to place to place doing all these amazing miracles, oftentimes he tells people to be quiet about these miracles, right? I don't know if some of you guys may or may not know this. He was very discreet. He just didn't want all the hype, okay? So he'd go and heal somebody and he'd be like, don't tell nobody. But because that person's life was just so changed by what happened, they'd still go and tell folks, right? And so Jesus's effort was to like be on a down. Ooh, what happened? <laughs> okay, that scared me, sorry. I don't know, the mic just, <laughs> all right, praise God. He was trying to be on the down low, okay? He was not intentionally trying to like, you know, be known. Um, so what's awesome about this is, this is the first time that Christ comes in, right? As he's on this donkey, which we'll also talk about that. Um, And people are saying, Lord, 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 right? They recognize him to be Lord, the Messiah. Um, I want us also to turn our books to our Bible, to Zechariah, chapter 9. Zechariah, chapter 9. Verse 9 to 10. So we're going to Zechariah. That's in the Old Testament. So it should be in the beginning. Well, it's like in the middle. Zechariah chapter 9. Verse 9 to 10. All right, can I get any, somebody else to read this passage, verse 9 to 10? You guys don't have a mic right now. Um, Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 9 to 10. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon a donkey and upon a colt of fowl of a donkey. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace unto the heathen and his dominion shall be from the sea even to sea. And from the river and to the ends of the earth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, 
this mic is doing things. Um, now I feel like I have to scream. Okay. Um, okay. This verse that we just read in Zechariah was a prophecy that happened way, 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 way before Jesus was even born, right? And these people of Israel, as they continued on, they were always like referring back to the scriptures or referring back to these, I don't want to say scrolls, but, you know, things that were written about God. Um, and so we clearly see here, right, that when Jesus came and he was ready to claim himself as the Messiah, he fulfilled the prophecy by riding in on a colt, by riding in on a donkey, right? So some random guy <laughs> prophesied that there's gonna be a king who comes in on a donkey and Jesus comes and he goes, hey, it's time, give me a donkey. <laughs> so at that point, everyone in Israel knows, oh my goodness, this is the prophesied Messiah, yeah? And Jesus was intentional about doing this. As we said before, he was very discreet. He wasn't trying to, you know, claim himself as a Messiah. He'd always ask people, who do you think I am, right? And we see by this very act, he's literally telling everybody, I am the Messiah. Um, so we see that scripture is fulfilled, okay? So that's the first point that I want us to make sure that we remember as to why this day is has so much significance, right? So Jesus is claiming himself as the Messiah, all right? Now, the second point is this donkey he's riding on. Now, throughout scripture, we see donkeys <laughs> in a lot of different places. And we know that the Bible has a lot of symbolism, um, you know, and I think sometimes it just, it takes growth and maturity and walking with the Lord from to reveal a lot of the understanding, right? The significance behind the symbolism. But in this case, we know that Jesus is walking in, um, coming in on this donkey to symbolize peace. And we know that from that verse in Zechariah. Um, it says, in, it's verse 10, I'll read it um, again. It says, I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle, ba battle, bow? battle bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth, right? So Christ is coming in on a donkey to show peace, to show love. Typically, right, when people of high stature, political influence, whatever the case may be, they come on horses. It's not, I guess I could say, not a very typical thing to come in on a donkey. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, um, especially for one to, to be king, right? If you're king, why are you coming on a donkey, <laughs> right? But we see that this is so symbolic that Christ is, is, is intentional about saying, I'm here to bring peace and to bring love. Now, 
that is going to be very con contrary anyway to <laughs> to the second coming which i'm not going to get into but i do want to say right that in revelation we see that when jesus comes back he's going to be on a white horse right and so we see again in symbolism that he's, he's making a different statement i'm coming already having the victory and coming for judgment, right? That's the second coming. That's a whole nother, you know, discussion we can have another time. But I just thought it would be important to make sure we, we recognize the symbolism in him coming in on a, on a donkey versus the second coming when he comes in on a, on a horse, okay? Um, and then the third point I would like to make, you know, it's funny because at this moment, if we all remember, this is Palm Sunday, right? In a week from now, he gets crucified. And it was the people who wanted to crucify him. Y'all remember that? Right, the people said crucify him. How do we go from, oh, you're Lord, you're King, you're the Messiah, we love you, we welcome you, to kill him? How do we get from one extreme to another, right? The third point that I want us to make is, it's important that we recognize that the people of Israel, man, y'all, God is just, he's just so wondrous. Anyway, the people of Israel understood that whoever was coming as a savior, right, was coming to save them from the hands of Rome. The Israelites, right, are now under the rule of Rome. They wanted to revolt against Rome and they thought that that's what Jesus was there for, right? So they so badly wanted him to be their king. I think there was also another portion in scripture, and teachers, please, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, was it the Sermon on the Mount? But there was, there was either a certain miracle that happened, but I remember he was speaking to tons of people, and he had to quickly, like, run away because these people wanted to take him. They wanted him to be king. Like, be our king, please, we need a king. Be our king, and he had to like, you know, get his way out of there, because that wasn't the intent, right? That, that, that wasn't the intent, but these Israelites had a whole different thing in, in, in mind entirely. They're like, oh man, this guy's awesome. He must be the person who's supposed to help us get about and be independent, right? Get us away from Rome. Um, but what they didn't realize was Christ, was intended to save us from our sins, right? It's a whole different, a whole different dimension, right? We're talking God and Jesus, that just all eternal, everlasting life, things that are not very tangible, right? And the people of Israel are so carnal-minded that they thought, oh, he must just be here to help us get about a road. But is far more deeper than that, right? So when essentially their expectations were met because clearly Christ didn't come for that, 
he didn't come to help these people be removed from Rome or be an independent you know, group. They were upset. <laughs> they were upset and they quickly turned on him within a week, right? Within a week, actually less than a week because clearly you know, he was crucified in a week. So, um, or, yes, wait, yes, okay. Because I know he was resurrected in three days. I probably gotta, anyway, I gotta get the timeline right, but thank you. So, um, <clears throat> yes, guys, he, they, the people of Israel did not recognize that Christ was here to save us from our sins, right? So as believers, let's remember that. <laughs> let's make sure we know that and we see that that is something that's also very significant in this Palm Sunday, right? This whole week with him sacrificing himself for us. Um, so that is generally, I guess, all I have. At this point, are there any questions? I just want to make sure I didn't like confuse anybody. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. So we were talking about, so in Zechariah 9, right, verse 9 to 10, it was a prophecy that was spoken about the king, the savior who was coming, was going to come riding on a donkey. And that's what that, that, that's just simply what that was, right? Um, and it says, he shall speak peace to the nations. He's coming in peace. He's coming in love, right? And that was a prophecy that was said several, several, several long time before Jesus come before Jesus came does that okay right um <clears throat> and again just to kind of repeat we see that Jesus fulfilled that that prophecy um by making sure he came in on a donkey so um you know quite honestly I was having a tough time with this because I was telling Olivia this morning, actually, because I was like, man, I just pray that we can get to a place where we can fully grasp, like, the greatness of Jesus, but I'm not sure that we ever will, because <laughs> we're so limited in our thinking. I, I just keep thinking, like, this God that we serve, right? such a God that he sits above the heavens so powerful that even when he saw was talking with Moses Moses had to cover his face even in the heavens the angels covered their faces right literally the creator of the universe knows the end from the beginning there's no way to package him right and because of the fall of man and what happened and because of his love for us that 
I don't think any of us will ever fully comprehend, decides to come down in flesh, right? Does all these amazing things just because of his nature? And then was willing to humble himself enough to be treated the way that he was all because he loves us? I don't know if I'm the only one who like struggles with this concept. I'm like, jeez. Like, my prayer is that we don't take this for granted and that we truly try to seek God and understand what he did and why he did it. My prayer is that we step away from the religiosity and the traditions of man to seek out God and his heart for us. Because I believe that when that happens, that's when true change starts in each and every one of us. I mean, like, the scripture says, what manner of man is this, right? Like, you're legit the king of all kings, right? Everything. You are everything. And he comes on a donkey? It just seems so foolish. Like, but that's the kind of God we serve. Like, he is beyond our understanding. And his love for us is just indescribable. I just want that to sit for a moment. Let's just settle in that for a moment. Um, There's just something about this God we serve, y'all. Honestly, I, I think if I can be transparent, when I think about Easter, you know, I think obviously the crucifixion and the resurrection are also very, very important because if he didn't resurrect, then, you know, this whole thing would have been a lie, but he did. I think I, I just didn't really ever pay attention to Palm Sunday until like this week, right? And there's still so much to be said even in that, in the way that he presented himself. Um, so yeah. God that we serve is awesome. He is so, so, so awesome. Um, I, oh, okay. I'm pretty sick that he's sitting on the donkey and 
Humility with three, which he comes, as you were saying, is so very remarkable that God himself coming to us. And then on Friday, I was thinking that even from branching to different town to look for the donkey is so another thing. So, beloved, I, I, I think that the Behold the humility and the love of it. So, for you mentioning Christ coming down, the, the concept of oh, reciprocity. You did it for me, I'll do it for you. We didn't do anything for him, but he came. I went to a lot of funerals and I was tired. One of them I didn't want to go because uh, this person, uh, she or he doesn't come. So why should I go? Then I quickly realized that what would the love of God does it reach those people who kind of done something for God that reaches out for everybody? So when, when we read the Bible as Christians, it says, let the love of God be in you. It is that love that reaches to every kind that comes to us. So as we think of this Passion Week and the Palm Sunday, the sun in the eyes, let, let that love, let that humility radiate through you to every color, to even those who have been bound in chains somewhere, that God, even on the way to Jerusalem, He healed them. So it's a profound thing you are bringing up. Humility, God coming down, expectation, everything comes together to show the love. The stem God can hold. To redeem us from our sinfulness. Thank you for that. Yeah, man. It's, I already struggle to find words just to speak on a daily basis. <laughs> trying to talk about this, I'm just like, where are the words? It's just uh, it's so moving. Anyway, all right, y'all. Um, I just feel led for us to sing. So I'm gonna sing. <laughs> um, and I ask for praise and worship. Y'all got some mics, just sing along with me. Um, I'm gonna sing Hosanna and then I'm gonna sing Be Magnified. I don't know if y'all know it, but just, just we'll, we'll, we'll get there, it's fine. All right. All right, so again, I just want us to remember the nature of our Savior. Everything okay? Okay. Hosanna. Oh, 
yourself for your love for us there are truly no words to completely describe your greatness Lord I pray that you will help us to have a revelation of all that you are you are great you are wonderful you are king of kings and Lord of Lords, and there is no one greater than you. I ask, Lord God, that you not only reign in our lives, but you reign in our hearts. In everything that we do, may our eyes be on you. In everything that we do, may we reflect your light. and your goodness and your greatness. I pray, Lord, that we won't take you for granted. 
to a stirring in our hearts. Give us new hearts, Lord, to love people as you do and to tell people who you are. You are wonderful and you are good. And we thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you for the example that you left behind for us. I thank you for your scripture, for your words. I thank you for being ever-present in our lives, uh, never leaving or forsaking us. May you be magnified all of our days. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. amen.